Hello, I'm Jeffrey Mishlove, and today I'd like to talk about one of the most controversial figures in the field of 20th century parapsychology. I'm speaking of the Israeli psychic Uri Geller. I've known Uri ever since I sponsored his first major public appearance in the United States back in 1973. We filled Zellerbach Auditorium at the University of California, Berkeley to overflowing. And I've had a relationship with Uri ever since then. I consider him a friend. Our uh, relationship hasn't always been smooth, but I regard him as a person of great talent. Now, many people have accused Uri of fraud, and uh, the list goes on and on and on. Frankly, that's true of virtually everybody who has uh, exhibited or proclaimed macro-psychokinetic abilities. It's mind-boggling, and for some people, it just has to be fraud. I can tell you this. I have witnessed firsthand a number of, uh, in, in, in a number of instances, uh, exhibits that I regard as valid demonstrations of macro-psychokinesis, and I have many reports from other people, including researchers. Now, many of you may not know, Uri was a rage back in the 1970s because he would go on public television and he could do simple little um, experiments or tricks, if you will, spoon bending, metal bending, fork bending, and what would often happen is the viewers watching these programs, sometimes by the thousands, would report objects bending right in their own homes. Uh, as well as broken watches mysteriously starting up. And uh, it became a fad. The um, many people who experienced psychokinetic abilities while Uri was on television were known as mini Gellers. Now, uh, it's important for you to know that some of the uh, bent pieces of metal, and not just metal, but also crystals and other objects, were examined by scientists, metallurgists, for example, who determined that the molecular structure of the bent metal is was different than what you would expect from uh, bending if he had used muscular force. Uh, and there have been dozens of scientific papers validating uh, Uri's psychokinetic abilities. I think the most impressive single study that I'm aware of, and it wasn't done under controlled scientific conditions, but it was very well thought out, was done by my close friend, Saul Paul Sirag, physicist and mathematician, who uh, back in the 1970s went to visit Uri in New York because he had a commission to write a magazine article about Uri. And Uri had been known for doing things like taking a bean sprout in his hand, and as you would watch, the bean sprout would sprout. I've seen this happen right in front of my eyes. And Saul Paul thought, well, he would try something. He would surprise Uri. That's important, the element of surprise, because obviously a professional magician, if they're in control of the trick, they can uh, use sleight of hand to deceive you. But Saul Paul did something quite unique. Uh, on one occasion, without uh, any warning, he pulled out a bean sprout, a mung bean sprout, and he gave it to Uri, he said, close your hand over the bean sprout, or he, or he did. And then Saul Paul said, make 
the movie run backwards. And when Uri opened his hand, there wasn't a bean sprout, it was a mung bean. Quite an interesting, and not only a psychokinetic effect, but an effect having to do with the nature of time itself. Now, uh, for those of you who have looked into Uri's background, like Ted Owens, the psychokinetic PK man who I studied for 10 years, Uri claimed to have extensive experiences with UFOs. And he tries to downplay a lot of that because it's just so mind-boggling. But and, and much of this is reported in Andrea Puharich's book, Uri. Andrea Puharich, a professor of medicine at New York University and someone I regard as a, a daring researcher but also a man of integrity, reported being with Uri in Israel witnessing UFOs and he mentioned a Wisconsin psychologist named Isla Zebel who was with them at the time and I made a point of interviewing Isla Zebel and she confirmed those things that were reported by Puharich. Now, I can tell you this, if you really want to dig into uh, more details of what I really think about Uri Geller, look in the Roots of Consciousness. For those of you who have been following the In Present series, you have access to a copy and uh, I go into quite a bit of detail and there's quite uh, a, a story there, synchronicities, uh, mythological constructions having to do with Horus, the hawk god, having to do with a, a UFO entity called Huva, uh, somehow a bit reminiscent of the biblical Jehovah or Yahweh. All of this is, um, well, what can you say? It is complex, it is mysterious. Um, and there's always the cloud hanging over Uri of people who claim that he's fraudulent. Put off in Targ at SRI, in the early days of the research, tried very hard to validate his psychokinetic abilities. At the end of the day, they concluded that they couldn't be certain about it, even though they witnessed quite a bit of metal bending and so on. The conditions were always a little bit iffy. But as you'll see in the Roots of Consciousness, they did an interesting experiment in what we could call clairvoyance or remote viewing in which uh, Jean Millay, an artist, created computer graphics. They existed only in a computer memory and Uri was able to draw pictures very reminiscent. Uh, v uh, strikingly reminiscent, strikingly close to the graphics that Gene had created. Now, when this was published, the uh, skeptical arch-skeptic magician, the amazing Randy, who is not a person I regard as a man of high integrity, uh, claimed publicly, I was there at a um, conference uh, hosted by the American Association for the Advancement of Science. I think it was in about 1975 in San Francisco, a, a symposium on parapsychology in which Randy stood up and claimed in front of the public that Jean Millay, the artist who had worked with Put Off and Target SRI, was in cahoots with Uri Geller and that's how he did it. Well, Jean Millay is an old friend of mine, and I know she never knew Uri Geller prior to this. She was not in cahoots with him, and she's a person of high integrity who would never do such a thing. So, 
this is the kind of mystique uh, that surrounds Geller. And uh, it's, it's made it difficult, you would think, after so many decades and so many demonstrations in front of scientists, the matter would be settled. But as far as the general public is concerned, I get messages. Someone recently posted a comment saying, if, if Uri Geller cheated even once, we've got to discount everything he's ever done. I don't think that's a proper scientific attitude, although it may be uh, uh, politically uh, advantageous. Let me leave you with one final thought. I recommend that you give Uri Geller and people who make claims of this sort the benefit of the doubt. Why? Well, there's an old shamanistic trick. You see, uh, throughout history, uh, shamans who are said to have psychokinetic powers like this as well often engage in trickery. Stanley Krippner, in my interview with him, and you'll see a link to it right now, talks about the American Indian medicine man, Rolling Thunder, who sometimes tricked people. And you see, when a person believes that they're in the presence of something as miraculous or miraculous seeming as macropsychokinesis, they open up and sometimes that creates what we call a psi-conducive state so that even if they're being tricked, they can open up to a level of consciousness that facilitates actual psychokinetic functioning and in particular healing. It's a paradox, I know, and uh, it doesn't necessarily give uh, shamanism or parapsychology the best reputation, but it's important to face the facts as they are. And I'll leave you with that thought. Thank you for being with me.